0: Welcome to A Pair of Bookends, the book club you can carry anywhere. We are your hosts and hopefully your new bookish pals. I'm Helen MacDonald. And I'm Lydia Clare. We are so excited to be back with another minisode. And this one is one of our favourites specials which we've only done once before but it's still a (laughs) favourite A firm (laughs) favourite It's tradition, if you do something more than once right you can class it Well it's now tradition and this is our Women's Prize special episode uh, where we are talking about the newly released Women's Prize for Fiction long list the 2023 long list which we were so excited for and it came out a few days ago now Mm -hmm. and we were desperate to find some time to Sit down and have a little chat about it, and talk through the books that we're looking forward to and what we think might make the shortlist. This is so funny because we've just been listening to our episode from last year when we were little baby podders. And it, it was our second recording, and we sound like we're trying to record something on the BBC. We just sound very. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Penfolds. <laughs> it's very stilted, very weird to hear that back, but we. We were mm. trying to find our feet, trying to find our voices. And I think now we just talk shit. So yeah. apologies. Yeah, if... <laughs> apologies <laughs> if you missed the old vibe, but. <laughs> <laughs> We're no, past it, we'll it now. I trying our thing. <laughs> so, Lydia, shall we read out this year's 16 long-listed books? Absolutely. I think some people are going to recognise some firm favourites here and then there's going to be a few that people are going to be like, what? <laughs> Who is that? What is that? So, first uh, book that uh, is on the long list is Black Butterflies by Priscilla Morris. Children of Paradise by Camilla Grudova. Cursed Red by Sophie McIntosh. Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver Fire Rush by Jacqueline Crook Glory by Noviolet Bulawayo Homesick by Jennifer Croft I'm a Fan by Sheena Patel Memphis by Tara M. Stringfellow Pod by Larlene Paul Stone Blind by Natalie Haynes The Bandit Queens by Perini Shroff The Dog of the North by Elizabeth Mackenzie The Marriage Portrait by Maggie O'Farrell Trespasses by Louise Kennedy Wandering Souls by Cecile Penn Now that is our... Our long list and it's a cracker It is, it really is Lydia What are your thoughts okay so first of all just buzzing just hacking (laughs) because it's my favorite time of the year Yes. yes and initially i was like the first few ones that really I was like, yes, I'm really happy to see Curse Bread, Stoke McIntosh, Friend of the Pod. I was very pleased to see that on there, but I didn't see some of my firm favourites. So I was a bit like, oh, okay, so we're going to be a bit rogue. I think it's got quite a, a eclectic mix of books on the list. Yeah. It doesn't seem to have like this through line of a theme, but I think within itself, it's very much like meant to be just here is a section of this world here's a section of that world here's this little piece of this and it feels like a very a really nice kind of smorgasbord of uh, yeah i agree i agree Um, what do you think initially please tell me tell me all i i think it's a really really great variety i think there's a really nice diverse range of authors There's, there's a nice mix of genre in there there's you know, a nice range of authors are from various different places in the world. They're different ages. They they have different styles of writing. So I just think it's like a nice, exciting range of voices. Mm-hmm. And like you said, there's no like direct through line. Like it is very varied. But I, I really liked it. I am just, I just <laughs> felt like Clytemnestra uh, was robbed. <laughs> Can I also say I feel like tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, I mean, was robbed. Like, literally, and I want to pull my hair out. I'm like, come on, that book is gold. But looking at the authors that they have picked and looking at their books that they have picked, I don't know where Clytemnestra would have fit because we already have Stone Blind by Natalie Haynes. And also, I think tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, I do think sometimes it gets looked over because of the gaming content. And I do believe that this has happened. Mm, potentially. Yeah. I, I think it puts people off, but it's yeah. just the, yeah. the greatest, one of the best, well, it was the best novel I read last year. So. I am yet to read it. Uh, we've had too many books to read for the pod, so I haven't gotten around to it yet. Yes, but I, I am. have. (laughs) I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying but I feel like I mean I haven't read the only book I've read on this list is Cursed Bread Mm -hmm. so I can't really comment on what I think doesn't belong on there because who am I you know who am I to say that something doesn't belong on there and you know Congratulations to all these women. You know, in their own rights, they've mm-hmm. they've clearly written some excellent piece of work, and you know that's that's why it's made this list. But I don't know. I just really wish Clytemnestra was on there. Absolutely. <laughs> I, thought I, it, uh- I thought it was amazing, and and I think because I've never been a fan or never felt attracted to myth retellings, I just think the fact that it hooked me in and it was just so incredibly written, and for a debut, like yeah. It was just phenomenal. And I feel like Natalie Haynes has got, like, a platform and she's got, like, a great audience and she's already a very well-loved author. So for me, I'm like, it would have been really nice to see a debut author. If they only had the one slot for myth retellings, then I feel like the debut author, like, it would have been really nice for them to have got it. But yeah, I'm not in any way throwing shade at Natalie Haynes because, no, no, I mean, I've not read any Natalie Haynes, but I know that she's well-loved. So I think this, you can see that there's quite a few. Up- well-established authors on there yeah you know it's it seems to favor kind of what we know in a way some of Mm -hmm. them like barbara kingsolver she's a sure bet you know she's brilliant you know she's written prize winning books before you know that it's going to be like really good quality and the same for who else is going to say maggie O'Farrell? she won the women's prize with hamlet like literally two years ago yeah so again she's going to be one that it's like she's a sure bet like everyone was saying she's going to be on the list we predicted she would be on the list she was on the list like it's not a surprise that that doesn't diminish how great Maggie O'Farrell is as an author. Yeah, yeah. But it is one of those things where it's like, like, is the Women's Prize there to celebrate these established women authors who are brilliant and fantastic and mm-hmm. who, who we know are fantastic and who ha- already have a platform? Or should it be more focused on these debut women authors, these women that might need us to, you know, help push them for them to stand on yeah. the shoulders of the Maggie O'Farrell's, of the, you know, Camilla Shamsies, so yeah. that they can then be the next big thing you know yeah, that's true so i think it you know it's it's nice to see some established things on there but i don't know it would have been nice to see maybe a few a few more out there authors authors yeah. i hope know, or yeah. authors that you think like they like i'd have loved to have seen like julia armfield on there yeah. um yeah yeah absolutely like just to see see some some authors female authors that I feel are doing so great and mm. what they're doing but maybe aren't reaching the audience they they could do god you're so right I hadn't even thought Julia Anfield that yeah. absolutely deserved a place on there 100% deserved a place I'm not sure it's eligible but um yeah. I think it might have come out just a bit too early but regardless of that it should have been on last year <laughs> yeah but, but you know it, she's one example of an author you know Meg Howery I'd have loved to see on. I know these are, are people We've had on in the podcast But believe you me When I say I'm unbiased In terms of like this list Like yeah. this cutthroat list I really really care about Who's on it And so it would have been nice To see more of those Kind of less populist authors Yeah more kind of authors That when you talk about them You feel like you're talking about A niche yeah author And it's like But they're brilliant And they should be In everybody's hands But mm. which ones Are you most excited to read? So before I read Cursed Bread It would have been Cursed Bread Brad just yes. because the concept basically the concept of Cursed Bread is if nobody's already checked out our pod episode with Sophie McIntosh go check it out because it is absolutely brilliant but the concept of Cursed Bread is based around a a real life happening where a town was poisoned and everyone kind of went a bit off their heads which is a technical term when they uh, (laughs) are eating uh, eating contaminated bread contaminated yeast and it's about kind of this town's gradual descent into chaos Mm -hmm. and it's just so incredible so that concept alone would have got me to read that first yeah um but i think the one that i'm really excited to read is demon copperhead by barbara king just because i've picked it up so many times that and glory by no value i've picked them up so many times walking into bookstores and put them back demon copperhead demon's story begins with his traumatic birth to a single mother in a single wide trailer looking like a little blue prize fighter For the life ahead of him He would need all of that fighting spirit Along with buckets of charm, a quick wit And some unexpected talents, legal and otherwise In the southern Appalachian mountains of Virginia Poverty isn't an idea It's as natural as the grass grows For a generation growing up in this world At the heart of the modern opioid crisis Addiction isn't an abstraction It's neighbours, parents and friends Family could mean love or reluctant foster care a demon born on the wrong side of luck The affection and safety he craves Is as remote as the ocean he dreams of seeing one day Day. The wonder is in how far he's willing to travel to try and get there. Sounds interesting, right? That is a bit of me, but but also this. So this might put you off. Don't but don't run it. So it is a retelling of David Copperfield, right? But it's not like with Clytemnestra. It's not there to be a copy. It's yeah. only using it as a basis to to kind of focus more on the opioid crisis in America and. See, how funny is that, though? Like, if I'd have just been told that it was a retelling of David Copperfield, no I'd be doubt. like, I won't pick it up. No, But no. I read that bit, read that blurb, and I'm like, sold. Think? Yeah. <laughs> and and this, this is the great thing about this list as well, because it is very much like, you know, it'll play against your preconceptions and your misconceptions about things mm. because it's there to, tell, to say, just give it a go. And, yeah, you know, I mean, if anyone's read Piranesi, They'll know exactly what I mean by preconceptions. And That's so true. But because you pick that up and you go, I'm not going to like this. Yeah. Or, oh, this is going to be a great just fantasy tale like I love. And within five minutes, it's turned it on its head. Yeah. And it's... Just I was the- not expecting to like that at all. And yeah. you've been telling me, like, Hannah, read it. Read it, read it, yeah. read it. You'll turn Please it mind. read it. And I was like, no, God, no. It doesn't sound like my cup of tea at all. And then I read it and I was like... <laughs> I think, do you know what? I think in the last year and a half, I've learned to really not trust the genres that I gravitate towards because whilst I do love them and I favour them, like, it is so important for me to to try out other genres because I've been so pleasantly surprised by all the things that I've been like really reluctant to pick up. 100% 100% what are you most excited to see on there what's going to be your first pick up I am very excited to read I'm a Fan by Sheena Patel I have been wanting to read that for ages and I've been wanting to buy it for ages I am also excited for Trespasses by Louise Kennedy which I've got on my shelf and I really want to read it and also Wandering Souls by Cecile Pinn, because I've Seen so much hype about that on Instagram, and everyone seems to be just totally in love with it. So I am raring to go with those three. I feel like I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. It's been getting loads and loads of buzz. Yeah. But then I feel like just a little bit of it's getting a little bit of a pushback from some Mm. people that I'm seeing bookstagram community some reviewers are giving it a little bit of a less glowing reception so I'm really interested to read that for myself yeah. and get an opinion on that because yes. I don't like I originally I thought it was nonfiction because I had no clue what it was and then I wasn't even sure that it was eligible because it's so short it's like I'm a fan is? yeah is it? yeah it's like this oh because so because I've seen the cloth bound book I didn't oh, realise no. it was it was so short <laughs> like <laughs> a physical fit it would be a smidge no way smidge yeah full shock but i'll i'll just read a bit of the blurb so people couldn't hear about it so i'm a fan tells the story of an unnamed narrator's involvement in a seemingly unequal romantic relationship With a clear and unforgiving eye, Sheena Battelle makes strassling connections between power struggles at the heart of human relationships to those in the wider world, offering a devastating critique of social media, access, and patriarchal systems. Now you can see why I thought that might be (laughs) non-fiction. I was like, what? I can't believe uh, it was non-fiction. I, d- I don't know why. It's one of them things. I've done it many a time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, to me, it sounds interesting. Like I'm loving the picture, course, system thing. I'm not really a fan of like social media and stuff like that. I'm like, mm, oh no, see, I love stuff like that you do I'm so i'm so interested in the way that social media has become such a huge part of our lives and like the way that we use it i mean you've only just started to really utilize social media with like the podcast and stuff haven't you you weren't really like a big I was, social media oh, user I was, yeah if you look at me like anything to do with me pre-2019 maybe pre uh, i'm gone i'm not there yeah i'm yeah i'm, I'm like under the radar <laughs> could have been I could maybe I'm, a, I'm an FBI agent or an mi 6 maybe you know what I mean no I'm just I'm so interested in the our use of social media and how it sort of shapes the sort of collective identity and how it shapes the way that we speak to each other and our like communication to one another and how it shapes our like friendships and relationships and yeah I just think social media is just so fascinating in that sense and I think like I sort of like Trash TV, but I was really in love with catfish. <laughs> I was so, oh my God, I could not. Like, if, like, I don't normally gravitate towards it, but if it's on TV, like, I'll watch it and I won't be able to stop watching because it's just like, how are people like? creating these like online personas and they get away with it for so long and it's it blows my mind like it honestly does so yeah i am really excited for that one book that i'm actually excited for which i'd forgotten to mention is um homesick by jennifer croft and that is one of the books on the list that i'd never heard of before this list went on and it's an indie press which is amazing and i will read a little bit of this blurb so sisters amy and zoe grew up in oklahoma where they are homeschooled for an unexpected reason zoe suffers from debilitating and mysterious seizures spending her childhood in hospitals as she undergoes surgeries meanwhile amy flourishes intellectually showing an it showing an innate ability to glean a world beyond the troubles in her home life exploring that world through languages first amy's first love appears in the form of a russian tutor sasha when she enters university at the age of 15 why is she going to university at the age of 15 her life changes drastically and with tragic results The coming-of-age story of an award-winning translator, Homesick, is about learning to love language in its many forms, healing through words, and the promises and perils of empathy and sisterhood. You're gonna love that. Love. I mean, I'm one of four girls. Like, obviously, I'm gonna gravitate towards a story about sisters. You know which bit attracts me the most? The first love appears in the form of a Russian shooter. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I love that. And I also love uh, debilitated and mysterious seizures. Yes. Go on. Give me a why mystery she, illness. Why is she Why is she having these seizures? What's going on? What is going on? We need to find out and we need to find out now. Trespasses is an affair. Is it? And you know I love an affair. So there is nothing special about the day Kushler meets Michael, a married man from Belfast, in the pub owned by her family. But here, love is never far from violence and this encounter will change both of their lives forever. As people get older each morning and go to work school church or the pub the daily news rolls in of another car bomb exploded another man beaten killed or left for dead in the class course of teachers the vocabulary of seven-year-old children now includes phrases like petrol bomb and rubber bullets and as she's forced to tread lines she never thought she would cross tensions in the town are escalating threatens to, to destroy all she's working to hold together that sounds like good. No, you see me. <laughs> the last Northern Irish book I read was Milkman. Oh, oh see the last one I read was Small Things Like These. Was that Northern no, Ireland? I can't remember. No. Was yeah. it, yes, was. It, is. it was. It no, was. It is. But um, yeah, and I didn't. Me and Milkman, we didn't gel. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't be having him round to drop me off my milk in the <laughs> mornings. I really didn't get on with it. But this sounds like a this is something a bit of me. definitely. I see. I'm very interested in pod by Leline Paul. Do you yeah, want to I give us a say name? Give us a whirl. I will. Okay, so how would you say that? How would you say that name, Hannah? E-A-E? we say E? Yeah. E. would say E. E. We'll say E for now and we could be know, wrong. You know, please tell us if we're wrong and by that I mean don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> leave no, us well. alone. No one likes a spoth, as we call them up north. Right. Ian has always felt like an outsider. She suffers from a type of deafness that means she cannot master the spinning rituals that unite her pod of spinner dolphins. We're talking dolphins, people. When tragedy strikes her family and Eve feels she's partly to blame, she decides to make the ultimate sacrifice and leave. As Eve ventures into the vast, she discovers dangers everywhere, from lurking predators to strange objects floating in the water. But just as she's coming to terms with her solitude, a chance encounter with a group of arrogant bottlenoses will irrevocably alter the course of her life. In her terrifying propulsive novel, Laline Paul explores the true meaning of family, belonging, sacrifice, the harmony and of the pod within an ocean that is no longer the sanctuary it once was and which reflects a world all too recognisable to our own. Oh. Okay, immediate feelings. I'm not sure I can cope with being a dolphin. <laughs> why are we dolphins i'm not sure I can cope but i mean there's this that's a dolphin the whole of glory is narrated by animals as well is it so- yeah glory is it's basically an animal farm but yes yeah so it's like animal narration they seem to like that this year so whilst i'm i'm kind of intrigued by that i'm not first of all i stress about animals in books if anyone's read hungry ghosts yet by kevin Jarrett, the just so you know there's a lot of dogs in that that suffer no and that i i struggled so much with that just yeah. because of that so i don't know um, is it just gonna stress me out but then i'm really interested in the fact that that's so different probably but i feel like i'm more drawn to it now knowing that it's it's dolphins no glory sorry <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I that pod. No, no. Pod I'm unsure of. I'm intrigued by it, but I'm unsure if I'll vibe with it. Yeah, I'm not sure. But Glory, now that you've said about Animal Farm, I'm yeah. willing to give it a go. The main character is a goat. And not as in, like, goat great small time. Just like an actual physical goat. I love it. I love it. I love goats, you know. You... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the videos of them when they just paint? I think the fucking mint. <laughs> do you not tell me that your spirit animal is a fucking goat? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like they just they they just faint all the time, and it's like imagine just being able to do that. Like just being like, oh, I'm a bit bored. I... No, no, but I think it's involuntary. I think it's like a fear response. Imagine being terrified at an audition, just fainting like a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we laughing at goats fainting? That's not normal. It's cruel. <laughs> I I don't think it's that cool. Have you ever seen uh, what are they called? Possum. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. Uh, the possums play death. <laughs> like, <laughs> you think a no knows like <laughs> that. Anyway. We just like, need to look at... No, I need to look at what a possum looks like. Cause I've, oh, my God, no. They look like rats. I can't. I love a rat. Oh. Can't go wrong. No. Uh, have seen, no, have you ever seen don't, a rat? Don't, don't, because I've got a phobia of rats. I don't like them. Hannah, a rat in a bow tie. I don't want to see a rat. I don't want to see a rat full stop. Why? Like, tell if me that. I don't know. No. This is a lipids test. You put anything in a bow tie, it will look either cute or like it's about to give you a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell me. Do not tell me No. you could deny a little wrap, bow tie on, bull. No. That Get the fuck serious. away from me. Get it away from me. <laughs> nope. Get it away from <laughs> me. <laughs> Stop trying to sell me the rat. I don't want That's it. Have you ever watched Ratatouille? No. Heartwarming. It's beautiful. No. Remy. he How made The restaurant. <laughs> Get it out, I hate them so much. It really your skin crawl. We're going oh. to have a We're going to have a night. We're going oh, to have a night. We're going to have the funeral. I am unavailable do. for the foreseeable future. <laughs> <laughs> so, carrying on with the concept of animals, we also have The Dog of the North by Elizabeth McKenzie. This was one I knew nothing about. I saw Sapphire from Book Bodega raving about this. She says she read it in two sittings. Really? I, yeah. And she said it was like she, she wasn't sure going into it if she'd like it. but she said it was like really funny really like gorgeous storytelling yeah she put his mint. so go on give it to. so penny rush has problems freshly yeah, we relate penny we relate freshly divorced from her mobile knife sharpener husband what was he a knife sharpener (laughs) but a mobile knife sharpener husband like he goes around how many people need the knife sharpener this is this could be our next venture the pod doesn't work she <laughs> she has returned home to Santa Barbara to deal with her grandfather, who is being moved into a retirement home by his cruel second wife. Her grandmother, meanwhile, has been found in possession of a sinister sounding weapon called the scintillator. Well, c- scintillator. S- and, some- no. and something even worse in her woodshed. Penny's parents have been missing in the Australian outback for many years now, and so Penny must deal with this spiraling family crisis alone. Enter the dog of the north, not a dog. The dog of the north is a borrowed van replete with yellow gingham curtains wood panelling a futon a piñata clunky brakes and difficult steering sounds like my life it's also Penny's (laughs) getaway car from a failed marriage a family in crisis and an uncertain future this darkly dryly comic novel follows Penny as she sets out in the dog to find a way through the curveballs life has thrown at her and in doing so find a way back to herself Oh, this sounds a bit of me why is nobody concerned about the fact that her parents have been missing in the Australian outback for many years like why why we can't yeah, buy- yeah. Where they took by dingoes? I need to know. Well, why are we? Why is nobody? Why is everybody calm about this? And where t- uh, uh, her concerns are about dealing with the family crisis on her own rather than figuring out where the fuck parents have gone missing? We don't know. We don't know. I'm concerned, guys. I feel like this is on the list instead of really good actually by Monica Heysey. Really? Yeah. I feel like good actually. I feel like. Well, I- Oh, you stop (laughs) running. I can't. That's it. I'm not talking to you. I hate me too. I'm intrigued by that. Will it be an automatic writer? Not sure. I need some people to tell me about it. For So you think basically that Really Good actually was robbed? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. I've still not read it. <laughs> it's on my bedside it table. Ha- it has the one of the greatest fantasy scenes in it I've ever read. Fantasy? Of, yeah. Of a fantasy she has. Dangerous. Oh. I thought you meant the fantasy genre no, and no, I was no, like, no. Yeah. The, the protagonist, really Good actually, she's getting divorced. It's miserable. (laughs) and she she is fantasizing about being on stage in a karaoke bar and she just happens to be in the same karaoke bar as her ex-husband and she looks the best she's ever looked and she thinks oh I'll get up and sing a song and she gets up and she starts singing and everyone's like oh my goodness did you know she has the voice of Whitney (laughs) Houston?" and it's like it's like, I've had that fantasy. So I've had those fantasies. I was just going to say. Like, yeah, she's absolutely gorgeous. Like, how amazing is shade. And it's just so keenly observed and hysterical. And so like, it's it. a shame I've not seen that on this list. Because it would have been nice too, But yeah, I think that maybe that was in place fixed. Because it seems like it's one of the only comic novels on there. Or slightly comic novels mm. on there. I think the next book that I really wanted to look at was Children of Paradise. Ooh, okay. by Camilla Gradova. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Do you want to read a bit of that, Pam? Huh. When Holly applies for a job at the Paradise, one of the city's oldest cinemas, squashed into the ground floor of a, of, of a block of flats, she thinks it would be like any other shift work. She cleans toilets, sweeps popcorn, avoids the belligerent old owner, Iris, and is ignored by her aloof but tight-knit colleagues who seem as much a part of the building as its frame carpets and endless dirt. Dreadful lonely weeks pass while she longs for their approval, a silent voyeur. So when she finally gains the trust of this cryptic band of oddballs, Holly transforms from silent Drudge to rebellious insider and gradually she too becomes part of the paradise unearthing its secrets learning its history and haunting its corridors after hours with the other ushers it is no surprise when violence strikes tempers change and the group i still fix the screen starts to rapidly go awry 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 is how you say it that's how you say it that's how that's awry awry very good i'm really glad that i can read <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah we're learning this is what the pod is for now i think that sounds amazing old cinema a group of oddballs cool you know mystery mm. stuff it's yeah it's up my street i have put to it- work in old cinema in an old cinema yeah like a creepy one yes. why do you always have these weird like wants i'm telling you one day i will embalm a body and one day i will work in old cinema, cinema. you will embalm a body in an old cinema maybe <gasps> We need to make that work. I don't want to be a boss. <laughs> we could like be Birk and Hare. No, I would I would I would feel deeply uncomfortable and no I don't know who they are. I know. I know you're disappointed in me. I know fuck all but <laughs> <laughs> Birk and Hair, they used to go around stealing bodies out of out of graves and things. No, I'm absolutely not doing that with you. And sell them for science experiments. No. no, you got you know what? You you do your one. then they started murdering people because they were like, we haven't got enough bodies and they're not fresh enough. Good God. Right. So this book you're interested in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Me? Not so sure. (laughs) Not not so sure. Yeah, it will be. And if you say it's good. We've got Black Butterflies by Priscilla Morris. Tell me about that. Sarajevo, Spring 1992. Each night, nationalist gangs erect barricades, splitting the diverse city into ethnic enclaves. Each morning, the residents, whether Muslim, Croat, or Serb, push the makeshift barriers aside. Zora, an artist and teacher, is focused on her family, her students, her studio in the old town. But when violence finally spills over, she sees that she must send her husband, an elderly mother, to safety with her daughter in England. Reluctant to believe that hostilities will last more than a handful of weeks, she stays behind. As a city falls under siege, and everything they loved is laid to waste. Black ashes floating over the rooftops. Zora and her friends are forced to rebuild themselves over and over. Inspired by real-life accounts of the longest siege in modern warfare, only thirty years ago, Black Butterflies is a breathtaking portrait of disintegration, resilience, and hope. I am sold on that. Yeah, I'd, yeah, sold on that. To be honest, yeah, I'd I definitely read that. I love the fact that she's an artist and a teacher as well. Yes. I feel like it's going to make for really good stuff. Yeah, and she sends her family away mm-hmm. for what she only thinks will be a handful of weeks. Can you imagine? And uh, the fact that it's inspired by real-life accounts Yeah, as well. yeah, I'm like, definitely interested in that. I love me a bit of inspired by a real, true-life story. Yeah, me too. I'm a, yeah, I'm eager for that. If we got next, Fire off. Fire Rush. Give it to us Now, guys at home, you can't wait to see this, but please Google it on your phone because the cover for Fire Rush is one of The most gorgeous covers I've seen in age. And it also has Beautiful by Caleb Azuba mcnelson on and One to Watch by the Bernardine Evaristo. So, So I'm sold already. There's never any praise. Whatever they tell me to read, I'll read. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so you may live to the weekend when she can go raving with her friends at the crypt, an underground club in the industrial town on the outskirts of London where she was born and raised. A young woman unsure of her future, the sound is her guide. A chance to discover who she really is in the rhythms of these smoke-filled nights. In the damp soul darkness, dub is the music of her soul, her friendships, her ancestry. But everything changes when she meets Moose, the man she falls deeply in love with and who offers her the chance of freedom and escape. When their relationship is brutally cut short, Yame goes on a dramatic journey of transformation that takes her first to Bristol where she's caught up in a criminal gang and the police riot sweeping the country. Then to Jamaica where past and present collide with explosive consequences. I'm not massively over that though. Really? I, think, I think, you know what I like about books about music? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, although do. didn't you get a book about music? Was it last year? Last year's list. Yeah, I did. Which one was it? The, now that's kinda annoying The final revival of openness. Yes. Did you you didn't read it, did you? No. <laughs> so what are you moaning for then? About music. <laughs> <laughs> when well, you wanted it, it might be really good. I, I know. I know. No, I think that's I a great thing. The whole, like, Daisy Jones in the Six vibes. like, everyone's going crazy about that at the minute. Yeah. No, I can't I can't be dealing with it because it's about music. Mm. But everything changes when she meets Moose, the man she falls deeply in love with, who offers her the chance of freedom and escape. I would only need to read that and be like, okay, I'll read it. But why is the relationship cut brutally short? That's what I'm like... I bet you don't to it. And there's a dramatic journey of transformation and criminal gang, police riots, and then to Jamaica... Yeah, I'm 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 game for that. I'm ready. Right. Well, that can be one you buy and I read. Yeah, that sounds good. Also, (laughs) I would buy it just to have that beautiful cover on my shelf. Oh no, I know. I wonder what the spine's like. Such a Mm. sad thing to say. Not at all. I uh, think a nice spine is important. So, Religion. Memphis by Tara M. Stringfellow. Have you heard anything about this? I've heard a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I've seen a lot of hype around it. Right. I, uh, I'm i already intrigued. And also it says, I love this novel by Roxane Gay. Okay. So if Roxane Gay says she loves it, then I'm, I'm open to it. Yeah. Do you want to read this one out? Already, fleeing her husband's explosive temper. Yes. Miriam has brought her two daughters, Joan and Maya, back to Memphis to the home her father built in the 40s. Joan was in a, was only a child the last time she visited Memphis. She doesn't remember the bustle of Beale Street on a summer's night or the smell of honeysuckle as she climbs the porch steps to her aunt's house. But when the front door opens, she does remember her cousin Derek. As Joan learns more about her family's past, she discovers she's not the only North woman to have experienced great hurt. But she also sees their resilience and courage, how these extraordinary women fry green tomatoes and braid hair and sing all the while memphis has changed since Joan's grandparents lived there streets once filled with the beat of protest and blues now echo with gunfire but Joan still looks for the beauty in this city and its people and she realizes that to make a future for herself she must find her own song to sing oh you know what i'm getting off that tony morrison vibes I am. I thought you were going to say you were put off because it says she must find her own song to sing. I'm just hoping it's not an actual physical song that's going to put me through having to try and imagine. You're like, she's (laughs) singing, that's the book done for me. (laughs) No, I was sold by the first sentence, fleeing her husband's yeah. explosive temper, escaping with the children. Running with the kids, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what Cousin Derek's done. Yes. I'm uh, intrigued by him. What's he done? What's going on? What has he done? Um, And also I love sort of like love letters to cities, not literal love letters to cities, but you know, in a book. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> when I it's just I a collection of, like, two parrots <laughs> for the memories we had. But it's like, you know how Cleo and Frank is a love letter to New York and I can't think of any of the books right now, but there's so many books where it's like you really see, like, the beauty of the city and, and yeah, what yeah. that place means to the people. And and it's not and, always good, but it's the cool presence of the, the place. Like, I would say Wuthering Heights is like one of those mm. books where the moors yes. <laughs> are a yeah. character itself and yes you know without being set there it wouldn't be the book it is yeah yeah, so I am. I'm really ready to read this. It sounds great, and it's published by John Murray. Oh, love them! I know best mates. Oh, nice. I love them, guys. Smashed it, right? Stone Answer. blind, stone blind. Have this robbed, quite of space. Let's have a read and see if it's worthy of its display. Medusa is the sole mortal in a family of gods. Growing up with her gorgon sisters, she begins to realize that she's the only one who experiences change, the only one who can be hurt, and her mortal lifespan gives her an urgency that her family. Emily will never know. When the sea god, Poseidon, commits an unforgivable act in the temple of Athene, the goddess takes her revenge where she can, and Medusa is changed forever. Writhing snakes replace her hair, and her gaze now turns any living creature to stone. The power cannot be controlled, Medusa can look at nothing without destroying it. She is condemned to a life of shadows and darkness, until Perseus embarks upon a quest to fetch the head. Of a gorgon. Um, okay, okay. You know what it's done? It's got can't be on the end of its little fish hook, and it's really beat <laughs> I've nibbled. I can't cope with you. <laughs> We're delirious. Let me tell you guys, we've already done a podcast today. It was a very good podcast with a fantastic guest, and we are a bit delirious. Yeah, just a bit. Just a bit. We always are when it's just us as well. When we haven't got the stretch of a guest, it's yeah. I um, I'm thinking it sounds it sounds good. Do I think I'd put it on there over Clas and Extra? I not you know. No. do know. I don't know. But again, no shades in like Haynes. I I need to try reading her work. I can't just, just. I wouldn't like somebody off it now. Um, I'm and as a bookseller, I should know. But does she just write like not just? But does she write retellings, or does she write other things as well? I'm pretty sure, from what I've seen, it's only retellings. I think, right? Cool. No. Uh, interesting. We all have our niche. The Bandit <coughs> Queens. Oh, let's listen to that. Go on. Hit me. The Gita. Life as a widow is. Uh, you're already sold at widow. I am. Death. There we go. The Gita. Life as a widow is more peaceful than life as a wife. Oh, you're. I say more peaceful. Tell me. Great. Until the the other women in her village decide they want to be widows too. Yes! 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 I'm reading this book! I knew it. Gita is believed to have killed her banished husband. Isn't better. A rumour she hasn't bothered trying to correct. It was. Because a reputation like that can keep a single woman safe in rural India but when she's approached for help in ridding another wife of her abusive drunk of a husband, her reluctant agreement sets in motion a chain of events that will change the lives of all the women in the village. A darkly irreverent and fresh take on a feminist revenge thriller, perfect for readers of My Sister the Serial Killer, how to Kidnap the Rich, and the Sharon Horgan series, Bad Sisters. That series, I'm still yet to watch, but I've heard so many good things about it. Yeah, uh, also, it My Sister the Serial Killer was so good. It was just beautiful. So I am interested yeah. in this. I would go for that. Same. Yeah, as me sold, Lydia, give us the marriage portrait. I shall. Winter 1561, Lucrezia, Duchess of Ferrara, is taken on an unexpected visit to a crunchy villa by her husband, Alfonso. I love the name Alfonso. As they sit down to dinner, it occurs to Lucrezia that Alfonso has a sinister purpose in bringing her here. He intends to kill her. The Crescia is 16 years old and has led a sheltered life locked away inside Florence's grandest palazzo. Here, in this remote village, she is entirely at the mercy of her increasingly erratic husband. What is the Crezia to do with this sudden knowledge? What chance does she have against Al- Alfonso, ruler of a province and a trained soldier? How can she ensure her survival? The marriage portrait is an unforgettable reimagining of the life of a young woman whose proximity to power places her in mortal danger. Oh. Or will cry like that i'm not sure how i'm gonna feel about it why i don't know 16 year old girl married to mental husband well yeah but no to be fair that's that's right yeah i would go for that to be fair yeah yeah and then having to figure out how the heck do i get away from him without being murdered Mm. yeah okay fair i think i I I saw i saw 1561 and checked out (laughs) I've read so much great historical fiction I know you have I so I don't know what the problem is with me I don't know what it I is feel, No, because I feel like you, you will It's hard to get rid of a bias like that Especially mm-hmm. when you've had it like all your life Because I've, yeah. I've had that before And like I have to say They're probably more of a visceral reaction To romance novels mm. As you do to historical fiction I feel yeah. like you're a bit more up for like a bit of romance mm. Whereas if, so, if like one of these was like John and Elliot fall in love And I'm like, oh, huh, no Not a fan it's a death? Will there be death? No? Okay. No, not interested. Um, so I totally get it. I do. Last, Last one, wandering, wandering Souls. Last but not least is Wandering Souls by Cecile Pym. Oh wait. One Ocean what? Wong already. Oh yeah. A humane and genre-defying work of love and uncompromising hope. You know, when people write reviews and they can write something like that, I'm i do- I'm usually just like the book was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. It was really enjoyable. Same one. Excellent lot as well. Anyway. One night, not long after the last American troops leave Vietnam, siblings and tan and Min flee their village and embark on a perilous boat journey to Hong Kong. Their parents and four younger siblings make the crossing in another vessel, but as weeks go by, it becomes clear that only one party has survived the voyage. An, Tan, and Min suddenly find themselves alone in the world, without family or home. They travel on, navigating refugee camps and resettlement until by a twist of fate, they arrive in Thatcher's Britain. Oh, I didn't know it was Thatcher's Britain. Here they must somehow build new lives with only each other to turn to. But what will be enough in a place that doesn't seem to want them? In this piercing debut, The siblings' faltering journey is deftly interwoven with the voice of their lost younger brother, Dao, following them from a place between the living and the dead, and the records of an unknown researcher intent on gathering the strands of their story. Revelatory and inventive, Wandering Souls paints a heart-wrenching portrait of a family in unimaginable adversity exploring the healing power of stories. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did not know it was, I knew it was something to do with Vietnam. Yeah. But I so did, they leave, the American troops leave and then the siblings go to, I assume, to go to, to Hong Kong, maybe for a better life or for some reason. But then how they end up in Thatcher's Britain will be very interesting. And then how the heck you navigate that life. I'm, I'm 100% sold. And also, yeah. the book has the most beautiful cover. Um God. And it's a debut, so, and it's already got so much hype. I think it's book bars, book of the month. It's yeah. on this list. It's getting reviews from Ocean Wong So already, you know, it's going to be good. And the whole of Instagram are raving about it. So, you yeah. You know what? I- That's just bumped that right up my list. Has it? Yeah, massively. Massive, Which like- ones have you already got? So I have got Curse Spread, Gotten Red. Yeah. I'm a fan got the marriage portrait got trespasses got yeah i think that's it so i've got i've got those four i think out of those four i would probably read i'm a fan next just because yeah. it's so small so small yeah it would not um, be nice to like so you're gonna get the next demon copperhead demon copperhead and you know what wandering souls mm-hmm, love that yeah okay yeah nice uh, well i think oh and children of paradise children of paradise i'm so sorry bit of Paradise. Thing. what are you doing Oh now? yes. So I already have on my TBR pile the Marriage Portrait, Trespasses, oh, and I've Red Cursed Bread. I think that's all I've got out of the long list. <laughs> How did you get hold of a copy of the marriage portrait? I don't know. Might have been weird. But a book friend of mine that wants weird. to embalm bodies and... listen. <laughs> said, someone's got to do it. Uh, I will do it. That is our sound back if, social media. <laughs> thank you. If we've got if we've got any bookends listening that have a spare body at home, please it Olivia, please... Lydia, please. A pair of bookends yeah. at... <laughs> okay. Stop. <laughs> Somebody it. turn this woman's mic on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the host of this Zoom. I will be m- muting you right now. <laughs> I knew sign language. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. So, what I'm thinking of buying next is Wandering Souls. I'm a fan. And potentially Homesick or Demon Copperhead, maybe. Ooh, I thought you were going to go both Bandit Queens. Bandit Ooh, Queens. Oh, y- no, yeah, to be fair. If, to, to uh, be fair, yeah, like right that's so to... hard. I'm so intrigued by all of them now, right. Quickly, we need to do a quick fire because we've this is meant to be a mini so on, so <laughs> <Sorry>. this <laughs> this long list is being whittled yeah. down to a short list of six novels, which has been announced on april twenty six. What is our guess for the short list? Lydia, go. Oh. Don't overthink it. Okay, is this what I would like or what I think will make it? What you think will make it to the list. What I think will make it. Demon Copperhead. Yeah. Cursed Brad. Yeah. Stone Blind. Yeah. Marriage Portrait. Mm-hmm. Wandering Souls. Interesting. Go. Okay. Wandering Souls. The Marriage Portrait. Demon Copperhead. Fire Rush, Ooh. Stone Blind, Trespassers. Oh, I thought you were going to say Glory. Yeah, potentially Glory, but because it's m- made other lists already. But it's like The book is Darling, was it, for a bit? I, yeah, I've seen so much hype for Trespassers. Mm-hmm. And like Nick Hornby's said a beautiful, devastating novel. Marion Keyes said broke my heart a million times. Max Lovely. Porter said absolutely loved it. So it's got loads of hype and I've, I've, I've only seen good things about it. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like that might be the. Con- mm, would it be cast as contemporary fiction? The literary fiction pick of the, the bunch? Which one? Trespasses. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'd get. Yeah. So, Trespasses, Wandering Souls, Demon Copperhead, Fire Rush, Stone Blind. I don't remember what I said now. I thought it might be a Quick Fire. Yeah, it was might be, but. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be the winner? It's gonna be the winner. Stephen Copperhead by Barbara King Silver. I think it's gonna win. Either that or the Marriage Portrait. Yeah, I can say Are you just thinking that though because they're like huge books and they're well-known authors? Actually, I, I think that yeah they are most likely to win. I'm gonna say Stone Blind. Oh, oh I, even after Pyrenees. Oh, actually that's a point. No, I might actually say they might do Wandering Souls. Really? They're gonna go yeah. to feel. field. I, I would like, you want yeah, and I would really, I'd be so happy if they did a debut as the winner I'd love it that w- it would be brilliant I-, I honestly think that it's great to see those big names on there but let's see a debut get well I, w- I would like to see more the majority of their shortlist be authors new to us yes agreed yeah now that is all we've got time for if you uh, want to chat to us some more about your own predictions for the shortlist or what you think about this episode then you can email us at pairofbookingspod at gmail.com or you can DM us at a pair of bookends pod on instagram or at a pair of bookends on twitter and tiktok i don't think you'd want to dm us on tiktok though but no but you, you do. Know, you can if you you know want to send me the bodies that's where you need oh buttons. jesus yeah don't do that guys if you want us to do any other minisodes we are always open to suggestions so again please comment or message us or send a pigeon with a note <laughs> Send a rat in a bow tie with a tiny envelope to (laughs) kind of. Right, that's it. We've got to go, guys. Suggestion. (laughs) Don't know who's put a mic in front of her. It's been emotional until next year. This has been the Women's Prize special mini Thank you and good night. Please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe as it helps us to reach other listeners and boost us in the charts. And love you all. Thank you so much for listening and for showing support. It's almost our year anniversary. We love you. Sometimes. So close. We love you. Goodbye. Big up the Women.